Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. On this episode, we bring in film entrepreneur Luke Carmichael. With Luke, we discuss leveraging your time between projects that fill your soul and projects that fill your bank account, how you can make more money doing projects for free, and we listen in as he tells us one of the most unique filmmaker origin stories to date. Welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. What do you uh, what do you stream on Twitch? Uh, I play Destiny mainly. I think I've got like two thousand hours in Destiny too. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> I'm not a gamer at all. <laughs> no, no. When Mark says he's not a gamer at all, back in high school we used to have land party Halo fests where we would get nine to twelve player. Four Xboxes, four rooms. Every team needed a goose egg, and Mark was typically our team's goose egg. <laughs> well, that made uh, I, you know, I was the one that really equaled the playing field. He was a good sport about it, though. Yeah. He go. was a good sport about it. We can't say that for everyone part of that group, but <laughs> Mark definitely was. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys all known each other for a long time, I'm assuming? Is yeah, that what so- you guys just buddies that became filmmakers and then created the community. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, is there a way that you want to be introduced, Luke? Bearded Luke is my Twitch name. You can call me that. Just call Bearded, Luke. Bearded Luke. Bearded <laughs> Luke. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. We are continuing along with our Pandemic Pivot series. This is number nine. And today in the studio, we have Columbus-based entrepreneurial filmmaker, bearded luke just What's kidding up? just luke carmichael here in the studio today luke great to have you yeah thanks for having me this is gonna be fun so luke we just want to start by getting your story like how did you get into film what was that journey like what brought you to where you are today so my story is like cool but kind don't judge me for how i became a filmmaker <laughs> because it's not like the prettiest <laughs> way that it happened so I went to college at Muskingum University. I went there originally for journalism and I had never done video all the way up till I was 18. So I wanted to be a journalism. I wanted to be like a journalist. I wanted to be in a newspaper or whatever. So I went to school and I did that for a semester. And within that semester, we had this class called, it was called like intro journalism or something. And we had this professor who have us read. So really close to Muskingum is Zanesville, Ohio, which is just this really random small place, but there's a newspaper there called like the Zanesville Times Recorder or something. And we would have to read it before this, before this 9 a.m. class because he would give us quizzes randomly about the information in that newspaper. So nobody ever read it except for like two people. So people would in college, you know, obviously sometimes we were freshmen, we would, we would, we would copy off each other. <laughs> so this dude next to me, I, uh, we would copy off each other because we never read that paper or one of us would have read it and another one. It was stupid. We shouldn't have done that. But there was one day that we came in and the professor was like standing there with our quizzes. <laughs> He's like, these wrong answers are the same wrong answers. And if you have the wrong answer, like a made up answer about a news story that happened, there's like, obviously you were cheating off each other, which everyone in the class was doing. We just happened to get caught. So he was like, I, I can either kick you out of school right now or you can you can write 50 extra articles this semester and you have to write a letter to the editor about why you're a cheater and it's going to go it's going to get published in the newspaper oh my god <laughs> so i wrote i wrote a letter to the editor talking about how i'm a cheater and uh <laughs> post they pu- published it in the newspaper <laughs> and i had to quit the journalism major i kicked out of it so once i got kicked out of it during that time, he he said, you need to find a new major, basically. And there was this class, only class open, it was called Video Practicum. So 
I was like, I guess that sounds cool. Video is cool. So I, I joined the class and, uh, we, we got these like little, I don't remember what they're called. They're like eye cams. They're like the shape of a phone with just like a camera on the top. And you like walked around filming stuff with them and it like twisted around. So I filmed a project on it and I was like, Oh snap. I think I like this better. And then that's it. I just, I started doing video and the rest of college, I, I changed over to a communication and media studies major. And I didn't really learn much in, in school. It was more like they gave me the drive to want to learn how to do video better than the school was teaching. So then uh, there's a church that I work at now that was doing internships throughout the time I was in school. So I was doing internships there in the summer. And that's where like the intern coordinator at the time gave me a 5D Mark II whenever they were sweet. Nice. Yeah. That was like the thing. He handed it to me with like a nifty 50 on it, you know, the cheap $150 one. Yeah. And uh, I took it and I basically just started creating with it. It was like a world was unleashed in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then ever since then, uh, you know, it kind of pushed into what our businesses are now, which I don't, I don't, need to go into right the second, but that's just kind of like how I became a filmmaker from, from that really stupid decision that kind of brought a class on and then made me really enjoy the art of telling stories um, through video, basically. That's, that's a wonderful story. That is. <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> I have to hand you props to date. I have never heard that's, I think that's the most original. Yeah. That's, uh, hands down. Origin story. To becoming a filmmaker, I've heard today, like, I don't even think there's a competition for that. Um, yeah, that's like a hard, like, hard pivot that the universe, like, sent you into, man. I mean, I, I think that's, like, the lesson learned here is, like, don't don't lie about your cheating. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll become a filmmaker. Cheating, yeah, you become hey, a filmmaker. like, the best thing that could happen. It was, a, it was a very scary thing in the moment. And I just recently told my parents about that probably last year because at the time I was like, I'm going to get kicked out of school like my freshman year because I had the day before I went to college, I flipped my car six times. So it was already like this weird vibe going into school. I'm like, should I be going there? But it ended up being great. So I'm glad that. it. Yeah, it's like one of those moments where you obviously in the moment can never see that it actually might be a good thing exactly (laughs) that that semester too the 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 professor kept making us watch videos about plagiarism in class (laughs) like constantly like more than normal like sweating everybody's i'm like no one's actually looking at me but i'm thinking everyone's looking at me it worked out (laughs) i just didn't know they made that many videos about plagiarism there's apparently movies about it just like (laughs) movies about journalists journalists this is another really random story in school, my last semester, there's this guy named Trey Melvin. He's a famous YouTuber in, in, a, in a specific category of YouTube that not a lot of people really know about. But it's a, he's like a comedian kind of guy. He's got like 3 million subscribers or something. But I was in school and my friend was there. And he was basically this guy's like, hey, I have a YouTuber friend living with me. I know you like videoing things. You want to meet him? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I went and met him. We made a Harlem Shake video the night that I met him at Steak and Shake. <laughs> that we were all in together and it got like a million views or something. I was like, I want to be friends with this guy. So I was like, do you want to come live in my dorm? So he didn't even go to our college. He was just visiting his cousin or whatever. And I was like, come live with me in my dorm. So he came and lived in my dorm for the last three months of school. And I helped him film videos for his YouTube channel right around the time I was graduating and he moved out to LA. Uh, But he gave me his camera that we had been using. And that was the first camera that I owned. So he gave that to me. And then the next week, my wife's aunt was like getting remarried. She was, she's older. So she was like, can you film my wedding? Like, I know you do video stuff in school. That sounds like, I feel like you should try it. 
I'm like, uh, I guess <laughs> I had seen one wedding video that I was, I was in a wedding that my friend, uh, my friend had somebody film and it was a really cool, like highlighty video with like some of the shots are black and white and it was like slow motion, all that cool stuff. And I was like, I guess I could try to do that. So I went and I filmed her, her wedding. It's a really bad video. It's still on YouTube. So I should show you guys sometime, but we filmed it. Uh, I made a highlight film kind of thing out of it. And a bunch of people were like, that's really good. You should make more. So then I had, I think I made like five more for random friends for like $50 each, something really cheap or something like that. Something ridiculously yes. cheap <laughs> with that camera that, that trade that gave me. And I just shot everything handheld for those five weddings. And then in that time period, I was, me and Alan are like, all right, this is working. There's people interested in this. Let's start something. So we started ALC Productions. ALC just stands for Ali Luke Carmichael. It's not very creative. <laughs> and it originally was a full, like we did photo, video, uh, flowers, wedding planning. We did all that for two weddings. I was like, this is stupid. We're not doing this. We just went straight to video. Slowly grew. It was crazy. Um, and now we do about 30 weddings a year. Hey. Can we just talk about the part two of like you had a YouTuber come live in your dorm <laughs> on his way out to Los Angeles, mind you. He's like, here's my camera. Good luck. Yeah. And you're like, well, I'll just, I'm going to start a business with this camera. Mm-hmm. This is your story is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm very appreciative of that. Cause before then I was hustling. I was like, we had cameras at the school. I used to have the journalism kids because I wasn't allowed to rent stuff from there because I got kicked out of the journalism department. I'd have the journalism kids rent them for themselves and give them to me. And I'd go shoot <laughs> weddings with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so is your wife a creative as well? Like, did she, did she already do this stuff when you met her or did you guys yeah, kind of learn this together? Yeah. So she never, so she is a hundred percent a creative and a maker. So let me, I'll get into that. She's been getting into photography and video at the church that we work at. She's like just absolutely destroying it. She knows how to compose a shot. So I call her creative. She wouldn't call herself one, but she definitely is. (laughs) Definitely is. So how long have you guys been doing ALC together? Since I guess it would have been 2012 was when we first started the idea of it. In 2013, I made like a, a graphic and started shooting weddings. And then 2016 was when, when I officially LLC'd and made it like a real business. Nice. All before that was just like filming for $50. <laughs> I don't think we ever made enough money to even pay taxes on anything. So <laughs> it's kind of practice for a couple of years <laughs> while yeah. we were getting into that adult section of life. <laughs> nice. One thing that I've found pleasantly surprising is like a lot of a lot of us filmmakers and creatives, I don't know if it's a trend or just because my wife and I work together as well in the wedding industry and wedding photography. And um Eric and his wife work together as well. Me and, and my wife. Just Caleb's the odd man out here. <laughs> but we've we're starting to interview more people that's like a husband and wife team. You know, and I think it's, it's super interesting because at least we get it from random people, our own friends, like, man, how do you work with your wife? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, has that, uh, has that just always been an easy thing for you and Allie? Yeah. So we have a little bit of a different situation than most. Cause like we're branded as ALC as Allie and Luke Carmichael. And we shot a lot of weddings together when we first started, but we don't, we don't actually shoot weddings together anymore. <laughs> We haven't shot a wedding together. Well, we sh- she shoots probably like one or two weddings with me a year that I like handpick. Or if we go out of the state, she shoots with me because she wants to come to them because they're cool. But basically what happened was we like got aggressively better at 
the art of filmmaking, like the technical side of it, um, where we got new cameras really quickly. And then we moved into cinema cameras and moved into like all the support gear. And she was like, I'm good. I don't want to learn how to use that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, she kind of pulled off. So I, I contract all my second shooters in with me. And then basically what Allie does is she helps me with sometimes with communication or meeting with couples or I don't know, but she's going to try, she's going to, we're going to try to get her back into shooting this year because like I said, she's been learning how to use cameras again. And like, I'm really impressed with what she's been doing. So, uh, I really want her to shoot with me cause I think it'd be easier, but it, it's been really easy because we haven't had to work together in like really, um, you know, stressful moments yet. So I'm not really sure. Like, cause I'm like really nice to her all the time about everything. And I, I'm sure that even if she like screwed up a shot really bad, I'd be like, Oh, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. So like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> so, I mean, one theme that like I'm, I'm getting from your conversation is like, you're just, you're just always doing and always trying new things. Yes. I do a lot of things. I try to stay busy. You know, honestly with filmmaking itself, for part of it is I'm just trying to, it's not always about money, but part of it is like, there's like the money part of it where I need to make money to support my family. Cause I'm the one that brings it all in. But then there's the other side of it where I'm, I'm seeking out actively seeking out good stories to capture. Cause I like doc styled filmmaking the most. I like to, I like to find a subject or not a thing. And then tell like a real, like just follow it and let it tell the story. But I just happen to have a camera and know how to edit on that back end. That's what kind of keeps me going with it. Because a lot of times, you know, you're shooting weddings or you're shooting commercials or just random things. It just becomes monotonous. You're just doing it. You're just doing it because you have to, to make whatever money. But then like seeking those opportunities outside of money, even if it's like, there's been a lot of projects where I'm like, I love your story. I don't need you to pay anything. Just let me film you. And we'll do that because the church I work at too, we, we, t- we tell a lot of stories about people inside of there too, which yeah. um, I've been able to make some great videos from that. But then outside of that, just even if it's coming from a business side, so say it's like someone's business and they have a really cool story. It's not just like, I don't want to film their business video and it's just like a promo, like, Hey, we do this and we're great. And this, I want to know like, like where you come up, came up with the idea of doing this or why you're doing this or passion what yeah. yeah there's like there's just a ton of stories like that as well as um creative things that keep me going because like you said i just try i try to i try to keep myself busy or else i just honestly start comparing myself to people i know that's something that a lot of people struggle with and that's one of the biggest things that i i end up doing is if i'm not making things or like staying busy i'm like man i'm not as good as that person because they're making this and then that person is making this or that person is making that which is a problem yeah. i shouldn't be thinking that way but just honestly, that's what happens if I don't continue to make stuff for the reasons that I want to make stuff or else it turns into, I'm just making stuff because I want to make stuff because other people are making stuff. That's good. So how do you strike that balance? Cause you're right. Like we're in the business of owning a business and money has to be flowing in, but this is also a creative field and it is imperative that we fill the creative part of ourselves. Otherwise, why are we doing it at all, really? Mm-hmm. So how do you strike that balance? Yeah, it's it is it's tight balance to to deal with because I tend to be like the, a nice guy in some senses where I know I've, in the past I've been taken advantage of because of my niceness. <laughs> so what I've really had to learn as a business owner, entrepreneur is there is a business side to it. I try to be business savvy as much as I can. Like, hey, if I am filming five weddings this month, um, that's going to make me this much money. So that's good. And that's going to pay these bills and give me the savings or whatever that makes room for either 
I'm going to stream on Twitch every, every night this month or something like that, or I'm going to uh, make one extra video that's going to be either free for someone, or I'm going to find someone that needs a video and I'm going to actually just give them the price that they want. Cause typically people don't understand the value of what film is or what making a story is with video. It's, it's a lot more expensive than most people expect when you're in the smaller filmmaking realm. And that's, we're just a small production company. We're not in like the 30 K 50 K price range for like the big, the big gigs. Uh, so I just kind of each month or each year, I'm like, Hey, I need, I'd love to make either one really good documentary that I have all the reins under and I don't really know if I'll make any money with it. But if I can only do that, if I have this many projects throughout the year, that's kind of just a discipline I've had to kind of learn. Cause in the, in the past I would make like, I would do so many, I would do one year I did 50 weddings under underpriced and I about lost it. Like I had a mental breakdown. I was like, I don't think I can film weddings anymore. So I kind of at, at that point was like, I have to make a decision to be more disciplined with, charging what I'm va- my value is, um, as well as, uh, still trying to find things that are fun to film so that I enjoy what I'm doing still, because it's really easy to, to just get in the grind of things and then end up being like, do I actually like filming things or am I just doing this to do this? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, fill the well, right? Like you have to fill the well. Have those free projects that you've done to creatively fill yourself, have those led to anything or have those opened new doors or have those taken you down different paths? Or maybe is this something that eventually you could transition more into this full time? Like what has that done for you besides the creative fulfillment? Yeah. One of the things that I do like to tell people is making free videos for people is like the absolute best way to make money. (laughs) because it's one job that you do for free. It's going to get you five jobs that make you money. That happens to me all the time. time. Like my first music video, I'm like, I'm going to make you guys a video. Okay. It's going to be free. We're going to make it sick. After the music video comes out, I get three people coming in paying whatever for their video, but they still paid money. (laughs) That's how, that's how weddings were. We did the first one for, for free. Then we got five people that paid. And I think that that can work the same way that you, you just said, where I'm doing stuff that I care about for free for people, not with the like idea that eventually money will come, but like, as I've always done these free projects, that's how that's, that's why black Elm creative, this business that I'm starting is even a thing because Underneath weddings, as I've been doing these free projects, I've been getting hired by DJ companies, by makeup and hair artists, by um, clothing companies to make videos for them because I've been making like, I made one video for somebody. They're like, I heard you made this video. I saw, I actually saw that video. It was so sick. Let's talk about getting me one. Honestly, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm hoping that eventually I'd like to do, do maybe like 10 or 15 higher end weddings a year and then um, have Black Elm be you know, a company where I kind of get to pick what cool stories that we get to tell with the specific yeah. companies. Um, and a lot of that came from like just doing something for free for someone um, will get you way further than being like, um, well, uh, we're, let's talk about the budget on that. Um, I've never filmed a music video, but we need to uh, charge this much for this and this and that. Like, no, just do it for free. Just do it because you love it. And then eventually money will come. And you yeah. are speaking our language. Seriously, <laughs> that is like literally one of the cornerstones of what we teach is a, is a show don't sell mentality. Give before you take. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's TVC textbook right there. Heck yeah. And we didn't have to prompt this guy, everybody. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Unsolicited. And it works too, no matter whether you're just starting out or if you're 10 years into it. Mm-hmm. 
And I, mean, I, I love that you said that, like you really use it to break into, you know, the next part of your career or part of your job that you want to do. It's a great way to give somebody a, a taste of what you can do, even if you've never yes. done it before. Yeah, of course. I love it. I love trying to, yeah, I love that you said tenure, like you just got to not have pride within this stuff. Like if you want to make a video, but you've never made it, you just, even if you were making $5,000 wedding videos and you want to start making a music video, just got to suck your pride in and just not go say, I need $5,000 for the music video. You just got to go do it because you want to do it. You guys get it. So I love it. So Black Elm, how'd you come up with that name? Yeah. So the cool part about it is it's, it's not really, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> man i was really hoping for like well this you know yeah no man after <laughs> such a storyteller you've been the last 30 minutes <laughs> yeah it's well there's a company there's like a couple cool companies that i've seen their video there's a company called black oak which is a similar name uh and i really liked that and me and Allie were like well we can't have that name because they have it so what is a cool name? And, and there's kind of a story behind it. Me and Ali like traveling all over the place. We love nature. Basically, it was just, how can we come up with a cool name that kind of has something to do with us, but it doesn't have too much meaning so that I can just be like, oh, it's just the name of the brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's like, uh, what's the grand vision? Like, where do you want to take it? And what kind of work do you want to be doing? I'd love to make documentaries full time where I'd traveled and mm-hmm. followed stories and made actual like ones that were like released on Netflix or wherever. I don't know how realistic that is with having a family or, or anything like that. So um, I'm looking more in like the small dock area down the line, like just making small docks for people. If that means I'm traveling for like a weekend or for like a week to make a story about something or someone, I'd love to do that. I don't know if that's what Black Elm becomes or if it's just like a house that uh, all the projects that are underneath ALC go in. Cause I really didn't, I, at first I wanted ALC to be everything. Like you can, you can shoot, we can shoot this for you and this for you and that for you. Um, and I found that if I can brand and market ALC as just weddings, it'll be a lot easier for people to want to book us. And then whenever somebody, so say we do get a big client, that's like wants to pay 30 K for a project. They'll take us a little bit more. And it stinks to say this, but they'll take us a little bit more seriously if we're not just also a wedding video company. I, and I don't mean that in a bad way for anyone that has a company that does it for everybody. That's just how it's worked for me. Like I just, personally want ALC to be weddings. And then I was like, all right, I have all this work that's accumulating underneath weddings. What the heck do I brand it? Cause I can't just keep saying it's me with Carmichael freelancer. What's up? I could, but, uh, I'd like to connect it to something. Cause I like having things further. Yeah. You know, something cool going way back to the, your very awesome origin story was that, you know, you started in journalism, you know, your passion sounds like lies in documentary style work, which is a form of journalism in and of itself. So it's actually been kind of cool to listen to that evolution of like how journalism has shaped you as a filmmaker, how your experiences and interests and passions, like when you started college, like, I think it's this and how a, a blip on the radar sent you on this new path, but that's still that core journalism part of you is still very much alive it's just manifesting through different mediums so it's like you found the way in which you want to release your passion the way that you want to do journalism through storytelling through documentary storytelling telling people's stories and and, in a more visual rather than written medium so that's very cool heck yeah i love that i never thought about that way blowing my mind over here (laughs) (laughs) well uh luke one question that we asked just about everybody that we have on here is, you know, it seems like you've had a good career so far and you 
are really set up to like continue to explore your own passions and you know your own creativity and take it to the next level which is awesome that's what we want for everybody in our community and and heck outside of our community um but what would you say to somebody a filmmaker who is just starting out or is thinking about making the jump into filmmaking what what would be what would be your number one advice for them yeah Someone who's just thinking about doing it. I would say just do it. Stop thinking. Get your cell phone that you have. I'm sure you have an iPhone or an Android or something. Turn it sideways and go film something. There's there's not a lot of excuses anymore to not be a filmmaker these days, especially with the stuff that's out. But if you're thinking about it, that probably means that you want to do it. So I would just go do it. Look up YouTube videos. Watch YouTube. Watch. There's lots of content out there that can teach you how to compose, to to use your camera, to use your phone as a camera, to whatever. But just go start filming things on your phone and uh, see if you like it. That's that's probably the best advice. Because I guess in college too, whenever I was filming, I was sick of having to borrow cameras from people. I just used my iPhone 5 and filmed everything with it and edited videos on it, on iMovie, on the phone. That kind of thing can be done now. And it'll probably be even better looking. So if you're like thinking, I don't can't do this because i don't have a computer and a camera and lights and blah 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 blah, blah. Nah, just go film something you have you have ideas in your head and everyone's creative in their own way so how can people follow you follow your work see what's next for bearded luke <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you can follow my business which is alc productions at on instagram facebook we're not on twitter or you can check us out at alcproductions.org it's just alc productions wherever you're typing it in and then you can find me personally, Luke Carmichael, Luke Carmichael two on Instagram. Um, I'm the bearded Luke on Twitter, which I do tweet a lot. It's all video game related. And uh, I don't know, people can have me on Facebook if they really want to, but those <laughs> are the spots you can find us. Black Elm hasn't come out yet, but whenever it does, uh, blackelmcreative.com will be the website. I also bearded <laughs> twitch.tv slash bearded Luke. Follow me on there. <laughs> Watch me play video games at 11 p.m. Eastern every night. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hey man, that's only eight PM on on the West Coast. So exactly, I have not, a lot of West event. Coast uh, viewers. I have a lot of people that come in at like three in the morning. Sometimes it's like we got like fifty viewers. I'm like, dang, got to bed. <laughs> that's all we have for you today. Thank you, Lou, for coming into the studio. Your origin story is awesome. For all you filmmakers out there, people are thinking about it. Just go do it. The best camera is the one you have in your pocket or in your hand, phone or otherwise. So just go out and do it. If you have not already, please check out our Facebook group, The Video Community. Just search The Video Community. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Let's talk together. Let's grow together. Let's shift the paradigm of the film industry and make it a better place for everybody. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.